Gosh, I remember when there were so many of these little quizzes on social media. Like, what kind of person should you be dating based on your astrology sign? Or what kind of cheese are you? <laughs> like, like, literally, there were all of these different things. And now, I don't know if they still happen. We don't really go on social media as much. Now, this is Dan with Holy Spirit Soapbox. Stacy also does some hosting here and there, but she pretty much mans everything else, so she does it all. But even her, she, she doesn't really go on social media, and we, we really don't. But that's probably why you're not seeing a lot on Instagram and, and Facebook and all these things from us and Twitter. Like, we really just don't go on them, or X, whatever Twitter's called now. But... There were these quizzes, and if there still are, I'm sorry, but there are these quizzes that I remember. And they were just borderline crazy, but people, like, ate it up. Like, shoot, I ate it up. I was like, yeah, seriously, what kind of cheese would I be if I was a cheese? And <laughs> and I can't remember, but it was probably something horrible. But then they would, like, almost encourage you with the results. Like, your cheese equals cheddar. And I'm like, why am I cheddar? What do you mean? And it's like, you're a favorite across the world and you go with anything and everybody loves you or something crazy like that, right? To encourage you and others to be like, yeah, I feel good today because I was called cheddar cheese. I wasn't like, I don't even know what a stinky, like blue cheese, like something that's stinky or something, right? They encourage you. And then you take these quizzes all the time. What kind of toaster are you? I say, I don't know. And you just do all these crazy things because we're looking for ways to define ourselves, don't, aren't we? We're always trying to give ourselves purpose and sometimes just adjust our thoughts and actions or even our entire lives based on these attributes that man has made for us. I want to read this from Matthew seven fifteen to 20, where we learn a little bit about fruits. Okay, so this is Matthew chapter 7, 15 through 20. If you have your Bible, feel free. I'm going to read it out loud right now. So if you don't have it, no worries. But this is what they say. This is what it says. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. Now, if you've listened to our episodes for a while, we mention fruits of the Spirit a lot. <laughs> a lot. And why we do is because we believe that these fruits that keep bearing in the world are, at its deepest root, because of our identities within our hearts that then bear the fruits. If you see bad fruit then somebody's heart isn't in the right place to bear good fruits. So the bad fruits bear. I'm going to talk this up again. Our identity series is coming. And I highly, highly, highly suggest you listen to it. Like drop everything and listen to it, okay? Like seriously, that's how important this is going to be. And I'm going to keep talking it up until it happens because when it happens, it's going to be like fireworks. We're going to be, you know, going crazy, going nuts. No, no, it's going to be so huge and I encourage everybody in the world to listen to this because the identity is the most important thing ever. Our identity is the most important thing ever. Now, this goes for all people, not just Christians, not just those who are non-Christ followers. If we're seeing fruit that 
are the opposite of the following in Galatians 5, then there is something we need to reflect on. So in Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The antonyms of all of those are hate, sadness, conflict, impatience, evil, unfaithfulness slash infidelity, harshness, and lack of self-control. And many sins, if not all, sprout from these things. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus addresses all of these things basically just saying that it's our hearts that are the issue. Not clogged arteries or physical health problems, but spiritual health problems. Now, so if you've noticed any of these other fruits, these antonym fruits of the Spirit, the ones that are not fruits of the Spirit, that automatically kind of bear when you're squeezed or in some kind of a bind, when those are the first things you resort to, then Jesus essentially tells us that we need to find out why. But on the other hand, if, if you're squeezed and those actually bear, the, the fruits of the Spirit actually bear, that's a good thing. That means we're rooted in something important, and that's Jesus. And we'll never be Jesus. So let's get that out of our minds. Let's get that out of our hearts. Let's get that out, out of us now, because we will never be Jesus. Jesus is God. Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We have these human qualities and this sinful nature that are that are that we're really good at. <laughs> we're really good at because we practice them often. We have these things that we, if we sinned and we got used to it and we continue to do it, that's practice. And the devil, or Satan, or the adversary, or whatever you want to call him, has been practicing for millennia. Okay, you might be 20, 30, 50, 70, 80, 90, 100 years old right now listening to this, and you've been practicing some kind of sin. You know, I say practicing, meaning we've just done it for so long that it's almost in our nature. The devil has been practicing how to deceive us to keep doing it for millennia. It's funny because, so I like to play two-player games. I like to play maybe like football on like a PlayStation or something. Let's just say. I still do. If my friends come over, we've been playing it for so long, you know, that we we just will play video games against each other. And it seems to be whoever the one, whoever is the one that owns the game, the video game, is usually the one that wins more. Now, Satan does not own the game. But he's been around longer. He's been practicing. He's been playing the game for so long. And then we try to play in our own power. We try to play against him ourselves. And we're like, why do I keep losing? How come I keep falling for this temptation? How come I keep doing the sin? Well, <laughs> you know what? You're, you're player two, my friend. You've coming in with the broken controller. And you're sitting down next to your friend that's been playing for millennia. <laughs> okay? That's why. But... We have armor against this. We have this one true God that explains to us that it's not our doing that can save us. We can't save ourselves. It's not our fruit that is to bear, but the fruit of the Spirit. So in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, Jesus says this. He says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does, does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine." Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain 
in me. Again, this is so deep. So deep. Everything he says is so deep. And we did an episode called Are You Prunable? Where we talk about the importance of God pruning us. When we continuously seek the kingdom first and not self, God allows his spirit to work in us to bear good fruit. We still need pruning though, because our selfishness likes to, to rear its ugly head once in a while and get in the way, right? It's where the sometimes our bad branches, these old leaves, these old things we keep doing just keep sprouting or they keep trying to sprout and suck all the energy out of the spirit because it just gets in the way and God will prune that off of you to continue to bear good fruit. When we attach ourselves though to self or mammon or money or worldly things, then the fruits of the world bear. We need to attach ourselves to Jesus. When we do, we, as plants, bear the good fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. And there are so many, it's crazy, there's so many types of trees and plants out there. And God loves them all. But that's the same with us. There's so many of us, all with different fingerprints. But God loves us all. And I'll leave you at this right before we get into verses to meditate on and the questions and the prayer. If you're ever out in the, in the wilderness or you're in survival mode, or you're hiking or something. I'm sure you've noticed this before, and I'm sure that this is just 101, right? This is just pretty basic knowledge, but maybe some people I know don't get out often, or they can't, so I totally understand. Some people don't know this. If you're ever stranded outside, and you the first thing, or one of the first things you need is water, because water brings life, right? That You can't survive more than three days without water, if that, depending how hot it is, how dry it is, etc., if you're out hiking and you're trying to find or you're out stranded in the, in the wilderness and trying to find water, you usually look for a specific thing. And that is this. The trees and plants that thrive put their roots near the water. You will see the greenest plants or the greenest trees, the, the ones that look they're thriving, as I mentioned. As they're, they look great all on the riverbed or all next to the riverbed, on the banks of the river. And their roots, they're, they're smart. They put their roots, they grow their roots towards the water, towards the soil that's next to the water. And there's a reason for that, because that is a source of life. And that's, that is the source of life for all of mankind. And that's why Jesus talks about living water and being the living water, the everlasting spring. We need to place our roots in Jesus, the living water. So now, verses to meditate on. Some more verses to meditate on. They're all in the description. If you don't have your Bible in front of you, if you can't read it right now, totally fine. Let's read real quickly and then we'll go through them. And then we'll go through some questions and we'll pray and close this out. So the first verse is Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3. And it says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And as we all may know, Isaiah consistently gave Israel hints of the coming Messiah. He prophesied about Jesus, and many of his prophecies are ones that we quote often to describe Jesus. This one is a great one to describe Jesus, okay? This is what we've been talking about here. After letting off some steam in Isaiah 11, explaining the bad things that will happen to the enemies of the people of Judah, and all these crazy things, and how God's going to rescue everybody, 
He praises the Lord in chapter 12, and Isaiah mentions the wells of salvation, which, as we know, is Jesus. The wells are coming. And there isn't just one well, if you notice. He says, wells of salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation because God is abundance. He gives abundance. He is plentiful. And salvation spans all people and not just a few. And the second verse, well, a couple of verses I have for you are in John. So John chapter 7, verses 37 to 39. I'm reading from the NIV. And we're in John a lot today, especially because John describes Jesus more as a God, as the God, the one true God. That's how he describes him more than the other Gospels. You know, Luke is very descriptive. Mark is not as descriptive. Matthew's kind of in between. And they all have different ways of writing about Jesus, where John specifically goes into the miracles in the godliness of, of Jesus. So here, here we go. This is John chapter 7, 37 to 39. It says this. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. When we accept Jesus and surrender everything to Jesus, our hearts change. The Spirit is granted to us as Jesus was in the flesh and did everything by the Spirit. But once he went back up to the right hand of God, he promised to never leave us and he gave us the Spirit. Now Jesus, being the living water, now living inside of us once we've accepted him, will overflow that living water through us, in us and through us to other people and into the whole world. This happens through the fruit of the Spirit. I've said this, I think, 10 times in this episode, the fruit of the Spirit. It's Jesus's love. It's Jesus living inside of us who, and the Spirit that push out these fruits, these good fruits to the rest of the world. And he also emphasizes himself as a spring that brings everlasting life a few chapters before in John 4, 14. Okay, so questions for you now to dig a little bit deeper. Question one, where are your roots really rooted? And really think about this one. It might be fully in Jesus or maybe it's in a few other things, maybe a few worldly things. Where are your roots really rooted? Essentially, I'm asking you, what kind of plan are you? Question two, how might setting your deepest root in Jesus Christ change the way you are internally? And then question three, how might setting your deepest root in Jesus Christ change how you are externally in those around you? So thank you again for joining in today. You're such a blessing to Stacy and me. Seriously, you are such a blessing. And I pray that if this is your first time here, welcome. And I pray this has blessed you. If it's your... I don't even know where we're at for episodes now. 70-something. We're up there now. It may be in the 80s, I think, actually. If this is your... If you've been here a lot of times before, either way, welcome and thank you for listening in. As always, go tell somebody about Jesus today. I would love to pray over all of us and close this out. So if you can take your prayer posture, whatever it looks like, if it's safe to do so, let's go ahead and do that. Our Father, help us identify where we fall short. 
Help us see where we put our roots and set our foundation so that we can ensure that we are always setting our roots and foundation in Christ. We don't want the world. We don't want it. The world can't save us and we know this. We don't want it. We want to be attached to the true vine in Jesus Christ so that we can bear good fruit and show the world who you are and show the world your heart. Please continue to give mercy to us when we root ourselves in other things of the world and and help us have mercy on others who do the same thing and help us guide them. Help us guide everybody back to you. We want to participate with you to do so. Please lead us to the living water and keep us there. In Jesus Christ's holy name, amen.